This is episode 29 of Mainly Games, and we just got back from Dice Tower East, so this is kind of going to be a review of Palooza. I would go into exactly what we're reviewing, but we're reviewing practically everything we played there at Dice Tower East. I can't go through all of them right now, or I would sound like the Micro Machines guy, just brrrm. So just trust me, there is a lot of content here and a lot of quick reviews. We'll review them further down the line, but we're going to give you a rundown of what we played at Dice Tower East and what we thought about it and why I'm still talking. Okay, so let's get started. Welcome to Mainly Games. I'm Joey. And I'm Alex. And we're a podcast that talks about mainly games. That's it. You got it. So we are actually recording at night again. We are. But it's not from lack of trying, no. by the way. So this morning we were all ready to record early because, of course, last week we were not. We did not record no. because we were at Dice Tower East. Yes. We apologize because yes. we said we would, but we didn't. We are liars. Uh-huh. Um, Pants on fire. So, so we did not record last week because mm -hmm. at Dice Tower East. This morning we were ready to record. And I mean, literally, we had everything set up, about to hit record, yep. and my microphone stand broke. Yeah, like the clip that clips a microphone on just fell off. It just snapped. Yeah. I mean, I thought, are you kidding me? Yeah. So for a while, I got like tape, and I thought, you know what? I could just hold it yeah. for that entire hour. And then I kind of did the math, and I thought, there is no chance of me holding it that entire hour. Yeah. It I wasn't going to happen. No, I would have gotten... I. Yeah, it would have been so weird. So it was an event because you had to go to storage and get your other microphone stand, and it was a whole thing. Trying to find it, finally yeah. found it, <laughs> went through my showcase, I'd use my show microphone yeah. stand. By the time I got that, we had to go to events. So yeah. here we are. At 10.30 at night. Yep. So this will be out on Thursday, like we say it yes, will. Yes, correct. However, if you are a normal person, it will be out when you are sleeping. Yes. So... Yes. It's hopefully will be out by midnight. Hopefully. And we apologize. Yes. So we apologize. We apologize. So yes. anyway, Dice Tower East. Yeah, big episode. This is a big one. Now uh -huh. we are doing this is pretty much our review of Palooza. Uh -huh. And I try to figure out what to talk about Dice Tower East, like mm -hmm. how many of these games to review. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? What I'm gonna do uh -huh. is I'm gonna briefly talk about each game, kind of give quick thoughts on each game and then move on. Because we can't review all these games now. Yeah. And these may have further, longer reviews down the line. But initially, I want to give you exactly yeah. what and a I'm lot of these about. games I didn't play too. So they will be reviewed when I get to play them. It's kind of what the thinking is, right? Right. Because yeah. we didn't... Um, Alex wasn't able to go to Dice Tower Con no. because Juliet's not quite old enough. Correct. Next year, she will be. So she was kind of on juju duty. Yep. And, which is um, super fun. Which is great. Yep. We did play some of the lobby as well, we though. So I did play some games, which is super awesome. Yeah, which is great. Mm -hmm. So um, now if you're listening to this, you survived the Target board game clearance and the Amazon Yay, Prime Day sales. Congratulations. Yeah, which is crazy because there were so many deals at Target. It hurt when you saw that ET game that you spent full price on two weeks ago now on sale for like nine bucks. That hurt. Yeah. Every yeah. time people are sending me, hey, did you get Space Invaders? I already bought it. Full price. Yeah. I know. Now it's at like $8. I know. So hope you guys got really good games. I think we really bought Space Invaders on sale, but not at $8, though. So that no. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot. Like Betrayal uh -huh. was like $12 yeah. or something. It was good, though, because some of our friends were getting introduced, were introducing to board games. They were like buying board games at Target. And I was like, this is great. Now you have games that we can play, too. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Our friends, Jose and Sarai, they mm -hmm. came back with like <laughs> Summer Camp, 
and Pan Am and all yep. this. I'm like, yep. these are great. These yeah. are good games. Fantastic. I'm so excited to play and, them. And we don't own them. No. So it's one of those things that if somebody else in your group owns them, uh-huh. kind of like Prime Days had um, Calico. Uh-huh. We've talked about that. We don't own Calico. No, we I don't. thought about getting it, but mm-hmm. enough people around us in our it. kind of orbit. And I am it. becoming okay with that. If people in our orbit have it, I'm okay with like, okay, we have access to it. It's okay. Yeah. We don't need to own every game. That's true. It hurts. It does you hurt. you want to. Yeah. yeah. So we got several from Amazon. I'm not sure exactly mm-hmm. which ones we got. We didn't get anything big, but we got, oh, we did get those little silicone cupcake holders. Yes. For like um, holding bits and pieces yes, of the because games. we start because I love using mm-hmm. those because they collapse so small. Particularly traveling with them too, because that was one of the things in Dice Tower. We were playing um, Whirling Witchcraft one night, yep. which was awesome. Yep. And we just had them all on the table. Normally we have little, you know, holders for them, but there was no holders. Yeah, and this is nice yeah. because these can go with you. Yeah. And see, other things I got, I got Disney Color Brain, which yep. is, is cute. It's a family game. Mm-hmm. I got the new Funko, the Goonies, under the Goondocks, the yep. expansion for the game we haven't played. Yep. So but I pretty heard much, that's good, though. I heard so, it was good. I yeah. did get um, Stella, which we're going to talk about here. Mm-hmm. And I also got Beyond the Sun, which I've heard yes, really good really. things. It's by Rio Grande. Uh-huh. And I've heard good things about it, but the price was just one I could not pass, you can't pass up. up. It's yeah. only like 80 bucks. I think it was $40. Wow. Which yeah, is crazy. Nice. So we got that. Yep. Now, movie-wise, uh-huh. we have not seen the new Thor. We have not. It's funny how we have heard bad things about it, uh-huh. and we have heard good things about I've it. I've heard mostly good things, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we're going to eventually see it. We I are. don't know when. I feel like we missed our window to see it right now, because we're going into a little crazy time right before Gen Con, trying to bang some shows before we go. So it's kind of a little nutty until Gen Con down here. So That's true. And yeah. we are still watching Stranger Things. We're finally up to season four. We are. We watched through everything uh-huh. together. Yes. Now, this is, I fell for a clickbait, by the way. Really? I mean, I'm surprise, watching this. Surprise. This, is, this has to do with movies. I'm not okay. just like jumping around. But, just so um, you know, he falls for every click, clickbait. There's like, is, you know, someone has a simple recipe with three ingredients, he'll click it every time. It is horrible <laughs> because because we're both of our phones are tied to the same Google account. Yeah, yeah. If I click on something and just read it, because I, I do clickbait all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you won't believe what this celebrity looks like now. I'm yep. like, I probably won't believe that. I would like to see that. <laughs> I I've never see seen it. that movie, but now I need to see that person. <laughs> so... It then changes all of your like feed. Yeah. Then. So she's like, have you been clicking like on a lot of whatever? I'm like, yeah, once or twice. Meghan Markle. She popped up on her feed a lot. No, why? Yes, you clicked on her. You said, and now she's on her feed every day. Because it's like, it's like, it'll say something like, is Meghan Markle in, in trouble? I'm like, well, I, I need to know that. <laughs> and ends up like she lost her shoe or something like that. Yeah. It was something little clickbait. But yeah. then now all of a sudden, my whole algorithm's off. Yeah. I'm a huge Disney fan and there is a terrible website called Inside the Magic that has the worst clickbait. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Um, I mean, and then the news is always like, mm-hmm. you know, they always say things like, is this cereal you're eating going to kill you? And you're like halfway through a bite, you're like, well, Ooh, now I have to check. Let me just wait. Yeah. So, I mean, really the clickbait's yeah. everywhere. News, media. Anyway. Okay. Disney. So this clickbait. Okay. It says the worst movie for Tom Cruise ever is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I saw that pop up on my Google too. And did, did you click on no, it? No, I did not. I resisted the temptation because I knew it was clickbait. I did click on it. Because oh, that's why. I'm that's like, why now all these Tom Cruise things are popping up. I'm like, who is clicking on Tom Cruise? It is you. First of all, it is. But see, first yes. of all, it's like the fact that Tom Cruise just, just had a killer blockbuster summer with He's Top 60, Gun. He's 60, by the way. Did right? you know that? I did know that. I yeah, did know that. that's crazy. I click on everything Tom Cruise. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I know. Tom Cruise and Meghan Markle. If those two ever get married... <laughs> 
<laughs> I will have no free time whatsoever. I will be so You'll fascinated. Be busy, yeah. busy clicking. Oh, they would be called like crockle. Or I can't really do that, but um, all right. So, so Tom Cruise crackle. So, so but it's okay. funny how it's like his his greatest achievement, and now uh-huh. you're talking about his worst movie ever. So I had to mm-hmm. go back and kind of see what they're talking about, and it's on Paramount Plus, and okay. apparently it's Cocktail. I've okay. never I've heard of Cocktail. I've never seen it. I've never even heard. I've of heard it. people talk about Cocktail, Tom Cruise's Cocktail. That's all I've ever heard, and. Is it bad that now I want to see it? Oh, yeah. I love bad movies. If it's like his worst movie ever, because I didn't know it was that. Yeah. I always thought it was like... But uh, what do they mean by a bad movie? Like a still ranked eight, not as opposed to his usual no, nine? No, it's or like is 50 it? or 60% on oh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I want to see it. It's kind of like when Holmes and Watson came out. Yes. I never and saw this, it was way. horrible. The yes. movie was horrible. And I had to go with the buddy to see it because I'm like, is it that bad? And spoiler alert, yes. It was. Yes, it was that bad. <laughs> so... All right, so then, um, all right, also coming up is yep. our Gamers of the Gulf Coast Retreat. In September. In September. So you mm-hmm. that are interested, it's two days. It's September 23rd, 24th. Correct. It is completely free, mm-hmm. and it's just gamers playing games. Yep. There's also going to be a flea market, different things going on, but it's just gamers playing games. And you guys can like the Gamers of the Gulf Coast Facebook page, even if you don't live down here in Florida, because it's fun to keep up on all the games that everyone out here is playing and the retreat and lots of stuff is posted there. Mm-hmm. But if you guys are in the area, you know what? Come, Come down. down. It's a Friday and a Saturday. And September in Florida is nice. It is. Yeah. Yes. So, As opposed uh, to July where it's the surface of the sun. So hot. That's it's, one thing. We did Disney and SeaWorld and my goodness, it was hot. It was not hot where I was. No. Because you were inside a convention center. I was inside the convention center yeah. playing games and drinking we were I waiting. Say lattes, but uh, we were waiting for a bus leaving Animal Kingdom. My mother-in-law and Juliet and I. And Juliet looks at me when she's like, "I'm sweaty. I need a shower." And it's like noon. I'm like, "Well, there's a long time to shower time." So sorry. <laughs> yeah, I felt hot walking from the hotel across. <laughs> I bet you across did. the parking lot to a convention center. I'm like, "This yeah. is stupid. People live here." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I live here." Yeah. So, all right. So anyway, um, yep, that is it for that. And we're going to talk about games. Also, just to remind you guys, please leave a review for the podcast mm-hmm. on your favorite podcast providers. I've seen a lot of people do that. We it really it. helps. Yep. Send us a message on Instagram. We're pretty active on there. Don't post on Facebook as much as we should. No. But sorry. And it's also great seeing a lot of you at Dice Tower East. Yeah. It's incredible how many people actually walked up and said, hey, they love the podcast or the channel and all that. So yeah. it's cool. One guy in the, in the elevator, elevator. Yeah. It was like, it was great. It was like, hey, love what you guys do. I'm like, thank you. And at, at first I thought, I forgot we had a podcast. And I thought, what did we do? What did we do? What, what did we just do five minutes ago? <laughs> but yeah, so it was really good. Okay, so again, we're going to do like a review of Palooza. Review of Palooza. I like that. So we're going to go through a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, before we do that, I want to get the big guy out of the way. Okay. And for you that know, at Gen Con, I am... I have talked about I want to play an actual game of Werewolf. Mm-hmm. I've done one night, I've done small things, but do Werewolf. This is the year of Werewolf. This is. But then I don't know if it is or if it isn't. Oh, really? Because now, because I decided, we decided to play Blood on the Clock Tower. Okay. And we had a rather large group that wanted us to play. It was all Gamers of the Gulf Coast people, right? Mostly, um, you had people like Stephen Bonacore. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not from, I'm not sure where he lives now, but um, he was okay. in the group and all, all that. So we had a big group. So okay. they kind of did their own session. Yeah. A session for a large group of us 
to play Blood on the Clock okay. Tower. And for you that don't know about Blood on the Clock Tower, it is uh, simpler, similar to Werewolf. Uh-huh. And I went in this knowing nothing about it, right? Okay. It is hidden roll. Uh-huh. Everyone gets their rolls, and then you wake up every night. One by one, you die. And instead of a werewolf, there's a demon or an imp in this okay. one. So it's really, I've heard really good things about it. Okay. So anyway, so we started to, <laughs> my wife just rolls her eyes at me. So I've heard good <laughs> things about it. So again, so we sit there. Only because he was making a weird face. I am making a weird face. Okay. So <laughs> I should not drink a Coke this late at night. I, the, there we go. I'm, I'm glad like, you explained why. It is just, it is hurting me. <laughs> it's not good. Trying and then to you say had a whole big thing of trail mix too. <laughs> well, let's not go ahead and say that. Okay. Anyway, blood o'clock time. <laughs> okay. So, so everyone has their own roles and mm-hmm. different roles. It's fun. And he kind of, Trey, the guy who ran it, did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. So he ran through everybody's roles. Yeah. So what happens now on Werewolf, when they're handing out their roles, everyone, everybody pats their yeah, legs, yeah, right? Yeah. To do that weird, which is a kind of a werewolf sound. When I hear yeah. that. I always think, yeah. werewolf. oh, they're playing werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one, he said, don't do that. Okay. He said, just have conversations. Everybody close your eyes and have conversations with each other. During okay. It. So I thought, okay, that, that's fine. Easy. So you have a conversation. So I'm having a conversation with a girl uh-huh. next to me, Meg. Uh-huh. She's also in our group. So we're talking, and then I feel the I feel the tap of my knee, right? Oh no! So I'm like, ah, oh, you kind of freak out. Yeah, right. Because he taps anybody that has a role that has to wake up that night. So he shows me that I'm one of the three demons. Or oh, whatever, okay. Right. Yeah. So then he points to um he point so he points to me mm-hmm. and I'm like the Baron I think then he points to Stephen Bonacor okay. who is it's me this guy Zev and then Stephen Bonacor and then he points to Adam who's on the other side of Meg okay so I'm like okay us three are demons right yeah yeah so he then gets me to close my eyes we go through everything yeah so then what's weird is this we wake up the next day uh huh he says open your eyes and he says now you guys can go talk. The first day is always awkward in these hidden roll games. You yes. don't know what's going on. Yeah. And the guy next to me, Zev, then grabs <laughs> me and Stephen Bonacor, uh-huh. and he's like, okay, you guys, follow me. So we follow him, and I'm like, I look at Steve, I'm like, well, crap. This was like the shortest game ever. Yeah, he right? just knows we're both yeah. demons. And he says, so you two, I know are safe. You're the only two people I know are safe. And kind of like tilting my head like, oh, yeah? Yeah. And then Steve was like, yeah, yeah, totally. We feel the same way about you. So... There's this role <laughs> in Blood in the Clock Tower called uh-huh. the empath, okay? Uh-huh. The empath, the only thing he gets is, is he can ask the moderator if the people on each side of him are safe. Yep. So he did, and the moderator said yes. There is also this role in Blood in the Clock Tower called the drunk. The drunk is never one that the, the drunk never knows he's the drunk. For example, if he's shown a different role... Like he might be shown he's a soldier. So the dr- the soldier really? can't be killed. So the soldier might be saying, hey, you know what? I'm the soldier. I can't be killed. All of a sudden he's killed because yeah. he wasn't a soldier. He's just a drunk. So Really? So Zev was the drunk apparently. Oh, and wow. he just immediately thought we were great. So we just banked on that the whole time, yeah, right? Yeah, right. So we're like, hey, he knows we're good. And people are like, well, I guess we're good. Then it kind of got complicated in the fact that, <laughs> so uh, Stephen says, you know, you say you're the slayer. So I'm like, everybody has to have a role to not say, you know, they ask what you are, yeah, you say yeah. you're a slayer. So then I decide to start trying to divert the suspicion to another guy over there, Remy. Yes. So I'm pointing to Remy. I'm like, oh, it's got to be Remy, you know, all this stuff. And he's looking at me like, why would you do this? Let's rewind. When I open my eyes at night, yeah. Meg is talking to me, right? Uh-huh. So I'm trying to look at this guy. <laughs> 
trying to he- keep a conversation up because if I stop this conversation, she'll know. She'll know yeah, that oh, all absolutely. of a sudden something's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason he's not talking. He must have a role. Yeah. So oh, I'm trying no. to look at Trey. I'm uh-huh. trying to look. Okay, Stephen Bonacore. Well, what I did not see. It's because I was too focused on everything going on. Uh-huh. Is he also pointing to Remy? Oh no! Who is also a demon, right? Oh my goodness! So here <laughs> is you saying, "Saying let's go kill Remy." Right. So oh, then, Remy. so then, wow. now fast forward to where uh-huh. it is now. I'm like, okay, I think Remy's a demon, and then everybody's like, "What?" And he, everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah," and I see Remy look at me like, "Dude." Yes. <laughs> so, so then later during the next day when he didn't get killed, thank goodness, he walked up and he goes, "Hey, man." Are you one of these points of demons? And I'm like, you would like to know, wouldn't you? And he gives me this look like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> so, so then it goes on to where Remy's like, I got to kill him. Yes. So then Remy ends up killing me. And because I'm just such a bad demon, uh-huh. my other demons are like, yeah, let's kill him. Let's kill him. <laughs> so I kind of got killed by yes. everybody on my team. Because I was not a team player. No. And it was hilarious. We still ended up winning, by the Uh way. And I will take that as a victory. Good, good, good. Because I gave my life for the good of the team. Good for you. And it was, it was really, (laughs) it was, I feel bad because people are like, this guy is horrible. Because one little bit of information I did not get. And it just changed it. I can tell you right now, I would not like this game. Oh. Yeah, there's so, so much going on. I would be terrible. Yeah. So again, I mean, wow. one o'clock tower. Was I, it awesome? It was great. It I was love great. That. And it's yeah. funny how um, uh, some people weren't excited, too excited about it. Uh, Jason Levine, I, I played games with him. He's from the Dice Tower. Yeah. I would not have guessed him to be a Blood on the Clock Tower guy, but he loved it. Really? He, he loves, played with you guys too? He didn't play, but he said afterwards he wish he would have known because he loves Blood on the Clock really? Tower. Yeah, it was incredible. So Really? Fast forward to Werewolf. I am not sure if I'm going to play Werewolf at Gen Con. Because really? Because you had such a good experience? I did. I liked it. It is. It's still... Now, my review for it... I, I'll wait to review the full experience later. Yeah. It still has that it's awkward the first couple nights. Uh-huh. Right? How many nights are there? It depends. I mean, this time <laughs> they're like seven or eight because you don't have... Unlike Werewolf, you don't have to kill someone every day. Okay. You can kind of wait. All okay. right? And there's a lot of different roles. It's fun. I think going further down the line, we played the beginner. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot to do. Um, now, it was for sale. It's finally being delivered different places, I know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting. I do like it um, compared to Werewolf. I don't know. I haven't played enough of either one. But at Gen Con, who knows? I might jump into Werewolf. I might not. This has kind of tickled that itch for me. I like that. Okay. And it was good. So that's Blood in the Clock Tower. Nice. I'd love to hear your guys' experience with it. Okay. If you guys have played it. Or played a werewolf and to see what you guys think. But yep. my experience with it was was memorable. Yes. It was great. And you can see an Instagram picture that we took right after we all won. And I I am sitting in there like I did a great thing. And you know what? I did great diverting everyone's attention onto me. Yes. Yeah. And then it all came back to me because then I was the slayer, right? Uh-huh. So Ended up, people did not believe I was a slayer. They thought I was a demon. They pointed to me, and they were like, if you're really the slayer, then point to anybody you want to and kill them. And I didn't do it because I didn't have any powers as, as a slayer. So anyway, <laughs> it, it's interesting. So wow. Blood in the Clock Tower, I definitely, I liked it. Okay. First, first impression, I liked it. All right, so now let's look at some off-the-shelf games. Yes, let's. We played the game for sale. Okay. Just because it's been on our shelf of shame for a mm-hmm. while. And um, I know it's one of Chris Yee from the Dice Tower. It's his favorite game. So we ended really? up playing it with him. Nice. And he loves it. He loves it so much we talks about it in a lot of the reviews saying that is the one game he'll bring out at the end of the night. 
And I think he's the one that made me not sell it because I was going to sell it unplayed. But it is a fun, quick bidding style of game. Uh And pretty much you're going to bid on houses at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You're going to pull them towards you. And then you're going to flip those houses. And at the end, you're going to try to get cash. So it's it's, it's an interesting game for sale. I would definitely recommend it. Is it anything like Good Critters? Because you were describing it makes me think of Good Critters. But no, no. Um, it's it's not. It's just, it's really, it's a different type of bidding mechanic. Because if you don't bid, you kind of get the lowest priced house. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you bid too much. It's it's interesting. Okay. So I want to play it again with you. So we'll do a full review later. But initial thoughts, I loved it. And we're keeping it. And we we are going to keep it. We are going (laughs) to keep it. All right. Another one we played, and this was Escape from Aliens in Outer Space. Yes, which I played years ago. Years ago. Like pre-COVID years ago. Yeah, and it was one of the ones at end of the night. Mm -hmm. um, We had, this was like the last night, and it was like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. probably, 2 a.m. And we just got done some games, and they're like, hey, let's play a game. And then Jacob comes out with this one. He goes, hey, you know how to play this one, right? I know how to play it. I played it two years ago. So. We three years ago, yeah, it's been forever. <laughs> but um, so anyway, Escape from Aliens in Outer Space is one of those unique games. Pretty much, what happens is everyone has a a dry erase board in front of them, and if you have eight people, four humans, four are aliens, mm-hmm. and it's hidden roll. You don't know what anyone is, and you slowly start to move grid to grid. And the humans are going towards the escape pods and the aliens are going towards the humans to try to kill the humans before they escape. No one knows where or who anyone is. Now, every time you move, if you move into a a silent sector, it shows silent, you'll just say silent sector. That's a clear sector on your board. Everyone has the same same pad in front of them hidden Mm -hmm. that they're all riding on. If it's a dark sector, they have to then grab a card. If it's a white card, they can say silent in silence in all sectors. You heard no noise. If it's a red, then there's also red cards or green cards. Yeah. A red card, you you have to tell the actual sector you're in. Mm-hmm. The green card, you can lie. So say you just walked into G9. Uh-huh. If you draw a green one, you can say you heard there was noise in E15. Really? And people are writing down on their boards E15. If it's a green, a red card, you say... You say your actual sector, noise in G9. So people don't know if you're telling the truth or lying. Yeah. They're just trying to keep track of where you are. The only times they know where you are are specifically are there are different powers you can use to not go into those, but also if an alien thinks he's finally caught up with a human, yep. he will then say, attack, G8. And any humans in that area die, yep. Yep. right? So that's what it is. And then once they attack, though, the entire table knows you are the, the alien. Yeah, right. So it got weird because we had one alien attack another alien. Then at the end, I was the only alien looking for somebody and the humans won. But this game, it's interesting because we played it and several people that we played with immediately went out and bought the game. Yeah. It's, it's such a fun and anxiety-driven game. Yeah, right. It makes you really anxious. Yeah, I mean, I love horror games, like mm-hmm. like zombies and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but there are very few horror games that give you that kind of tension, right? Yeah, right. This does. Night Cage. This, this, Night Cage does. Mm-hmm. This does give you a tension because you're like, they're right behind me. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the debrief, when you could see, like I looked at this other guy, Jacob, I was chasing him towards the escape pod. Ends up, he was going the wrong way. That escape pod was taken. Speaking of which, if one escape pod goes, 
that even if you're going towards that one, another human takes it in front of you, you have to turn around and go to a different one. Yeah. So it's, you aren't racing for the humans too. So I saw his, he went around and went back and it's, it's a, it's a great game. If you mm-hmm. guys get the, this is one that is always in our game room. Mm-hmm. It's right up there. So into the night, it does take a bit longer. It says 30 to 45 minutes. I think we probably played for an hour and a half, but yeah. that was also teaching. So <laughs> that's definitely recommended. Okay. So that's Escape from Aliens in Outer Space. Nice. All right. So then um, another one off the shelf. We'll go to uh, Cosmic Encounters. Yeah. I won't talk about this much because most of you have probably played this. Yeah. And we did end up playing this with Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom Vassell, for you that don't know, it has been his number one game for a long time. At least top 10. I don't know if it's his number one right now. No, I think Ark Nova is his number one. Yeah, but I think it's, so. it's been up there for a while. <laughs> yeah. So end up playing with Tom. There's a new expansion out. Really? And the expansion just kind of changes some wording in a lot mm-hmm. of it because it's it's a little older game. So you could see how certain things weren't balanced correctly. Okay. And this has kind of fixed a lot of those problems. Nice. Now, Cosmic Encounter is one of those that looks intimidating. It looks like a huge space game mm-hmm. on the table, but it's great. It's yeah. quick. It's quick to learn. It's easy. It goes through it. Ours is a bit longer because of the powers. And he did, uh, Tom does take out several of the roles. There's one role that you can cheat. Uh-huh. Your alien thing can cheat if you're not caught. So the whole thing is you'll just grab cards and keep adding them to your hand. And if you're not caught, you can keep doing it. It's pretty, it's a funny, it's a funny race. Yeah, right. But it's just, it's, it's like game breaking if the person's good at cheating. So anyway, Cosmic Encounter, if you have not played it, it's a great game. Okay. But most of you probably have. All right. So now we're going to talk about Stella. Yes. Stella, Alec, actually you played. I played this this too. Yes. Three times. And this is one that Mm -hmm. I just ordered from Amazon. I know. Thank goodness. So tell me what you thought about Stella. I really like this game. I don't think I've ever played Dixit. I don't believe so. No, no. no. But I, so this is, was um, being compared to Dixit. But I do like how it kind of was almost like when I dream. Um, Yes. Not when I dreamed. Detective Club. I always get those two confused. Sorry. Um, Detective Club. Because, you know, you've got a word that you're trying to find the cards that match that word the best. So what you might see might not what be what someone else will see. And you want to um, have at least one person agree with you because you get points. If no one agrees with you, you're out of that round. So um, there are a few times I don't remember the words that I would see a card and no one else saw a card. So I was out. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. um, it's it's like um, Detective Club or Dixit in the way that is yeah. beautiful artwork. But say there's a card that turns over that says there's like usually I think I don't know what the grid is probably either nine or 12 cards in front of us, but, um, or 16 might be 15, uh, 15 or 15. There could be 15. <laughs> so pretty much one card is like wealth. Mm-hmm. It, the word is wealth. Everyone r- writes down how many of those cards yeah. represents wealth to them. And you have a little grid that you mark off. Yeah. You've got a little grid. Mm-hmm. So then pretty much one by one, you're going yeah. to then say, all right. And you mark off on your grid. This one represents wealth to me. And they're going to say, they're going to put their chip on this one. Anybody else mm-hmm. see this card for wealth? They raise their hand. Mm-hmm. And then you keep going through. And it's really interesting, the interpretations yep. there are of certain things. And um, there was like, 
like certain words have have different meanings depending mm-hmm. on where like season season could be like summer winter fall mm-hmm. or it could also be salt pepper things like that yeah so people could say oh i didn't think about that you yeah, know yeah. there's a salt shake in the background yeah so it's 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 a very interesting game i feel like the first round you're kind of having to figure out what people are thinking yeah it's one of those you probably uh-huh. have to play one fake round yes. just to get people which is what we did and then right. you're ready to go and then you jump in uh-huh. it's so easy to teach yeah. i mean the artwork is gorgeous think detective club when i dream yeah. dixit all that type of stuff yeah Diablo, it's a beautiful game and it's very easy to play and was very fun to play too yeah yeah it's yeah yeah this is i mean i can't rec- recommend it enough it's a 2021 game it's the first time we have played it yeah but i really i really do recommend yeah. that one that was a that was a winner Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, another one we played is Funkoverse Universal Monsters. Yes, we finally, we played this one. This arrived like on the day we were leaving for Dice Tower East. So we took it up there with us. If you play the Funko games, it is exactly like the Funko games. Just it has Universal Monsters in it. So the creature, the bride, the Invisible Man and, Dra- Invisible Man and Dracula all have their own special powers. And I felt like their abilities were very true to their characters. Like Dracula can fly, right? right. After he's been... Um, on, uh, on, on the, the uh, cooldown track, track. On the cooldown track. And that's what amazes me about Funko. Sometimes they miss, I will say. But this time they hit it because each one has an ability that really that really goes according to what they do. For example, the bride. The bride, you have to kind of make her and create her as the game progresses. And Creature of the Black Lagoon... He, ha- he can tunnel through. You can drop a tunnel. Yes. And then later. I was a creature. I loved the fact that I could tunnel. And it made great. it so that a tunnel was so- like a the next girl away. I could just hop in that tunnel and get back to the base. It was so nice. So good. And then uh-huh. um, the Invisible Man, his was really cool. The Invisible yes. Man, you cannot see him unless you're next to him. Yes. You think that doesn't make any sense. You know, you see him on the board. Of course you do. But there are certain things that have range. Mm-hmm. Like Dracula has the gaze that if he yes. sees somebody, he can, can pull them. Pull them. But he can't see the invisible yeah. man unless he's next to him. So And that's the bride huge. too was super powerful too. In that when she did certain things, she could build her own monster. She was building her own yes. set of cards, which was very nice. It was great. And then Dracula, yeah. like you mentioned, if he ever gets knocked down and knocked yeah. out. He can go to the healing, or the cooldown track, yeah. which you do, and most have to wait till next round. No, not Dracula. But he can then turn into a bat and come Just back. fly back. And it's really, I mean, it's thematic. It it's, was super thematic. It was really good. Even the board is in black and white too, so we're sticking right. to a very thematic game. If you like Universal Monsters, you're going to love this game. You are. Yeah. And, and the good thing is they have four more they can do. Yes. Name the other four monsters that are not. Just so you know, the bride is in here. Visible Man is in here. Creature and Dracula. Creature and Dracula. So, so they would do Alex, mommy, name four more. Go ahead. Mommy. Mommy. Werewolf. Werewolf. They would do Frankenstein. Frankenstein. And they would probably do Phantom of the Opera. I'd say Phantom of the Opera. Would, would be probably be the other one yep. to do. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So, so they can definitely do yeah. more. They can. Woo-hoo. But Then anyway. they should. So if, yeah. if you guys like Funkoverse, and again, Funkoverse is fun. I mean, mm-hmm. we have Unmatched and Funko. If I want to do mindless, it's Funko. Because Funko, you're pretty much playing Capture the Flag. Yeah. Different things like that the whole time. So Funko Verse. And it's it's just a fun game. It is. Playing with fun minis. It looks great on the table. So yeah, that's Funko Verse Universal Monsters. Yep. Now, I'm going to look at another one. This one is Tidal Blades. Uh Uh-huh. I did not play this one. No. This is Tidal Blades, though, Banner Festival. 
Yes. All right. So this you is you played the a, big title blades the other day, right? I did, and I reviewed that last time. Title title blades, the actual uh-huh. big title blades. Yeah. But this one is Banner Festival. Okay. This is a, it's a trick taking game. Mm-hmm. All right, and it's now title blades. I liked, didn't love. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a bit too long. This game is about thirty to forty five minutes, and I loved it. Yeah. And That's awesome. it's not out yet. I think we played a demo copy there. I think it's going to come out in 2022. But this is a great, it's a great, great game. This one, what's weird about the trick-taking game, I like trick-taking games, people, that, the games that do something different. Yeah. Like the crew did. Mm-hmm. This one, you either want to be at the top or at the bottom. Okay. At the middle, you get to do little things, but top and bottom, they're the ones that really get to do the most yeah. as you move around. And there's also a, it sounds weird, but it's around this little board in the center. Then there's a jet ski. <laughs> Everyone has a jet ski and they go in circles and you build towers. You get points towards the end, how many towers you have in the quadrant. And it's hard to explain. We're going to do a longer review for this, but I will say when this comes out, you do. I strongly recommend playing this. Even if you don't like Title Blades, if you do like Title Blades, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, right. But also know it's different. Yeah. This is a trick-taking game. Mm. It's probably, I'm not sure what the price point is going to be on it. I, I assume it's going to be much less expensive. Yeah. And I think it's a straight to retail. But it's, I I loved it. Yeah. You know, and trick-taking games are hit or miss with me. This one, this one's strongly recommended. Really? After okay. two plays. I liked it. it. I liked it so much, I wanted to kind of get it again. But it kept yeah. it kept getting checked borrowed, out. Checked yeah. out. So we didn't end up getting it again. But yeah. that was a good one. That's Tidal Blades Banner Festival. Nice. Now, another one we got to play is, or I got to play. You didn't play this one. We bought it, and we will do a full review later. And that's Dice Realms. Yes. And the reason I jumped onto Dice Realms was because I heard it was like... Dice Forge. No. Well, nah, yes. I did not hear that. Did not know that until I watched, until, until I played it. But it was like... Um, Dominion okay. with dice. Okay. So, and it is. It's Dominion with dice. It's kind of like if Dominion and Dice Forge had a love child. That's what it is. Really? Um, now, what I thought about this, I liked it. I liked it enough to buy it. I do want to do another play or two. Yeah. Because after this, I did play Dice Forge. And I think as a dice game, I probably prefer Dice Forge. Really? But this one, this one has a lot more replayability. Because there's a lot of stuff in there that you can, like Dominion, because Dominion is pretty much infinite on its replayability. Yeah. Because of all the cards and expansions. Oh, yeah. This has the same thing, because Mm -hmm. you can use different die faces for different games. Yeah. And you bring out the cards, and that's how that Dominion feel Mm -hmm. comes forward. Because you're pretty much rolling it, you're getting grain, you're trading out, you're going in and out. It's Dice Realms, I'd, I'd recommend it. It's really, it's really good. Strongly recommended to take a look at that. We will play it again and let you guys know. But Dice Realms, I definitely recommend that. At least take a look. It is out. I think it just came out recently. All right. So another one is Dungeon Scrawlers. Oh, this was a great game. I played this one night and this was fantastic. This was an impulse buy from WizKids. Yeah, and I'm glad you bought this one. This game doesn't makes sense but it works so well so you each have little maps right and they're dungeons and you have to use your marker to mark off all the spaces so if you have a monster you have to like cross them all out and then if you have um different things i don't remember all the specific 
parts, but some of them you have to trace over, some you have to trace around, all that kind of thing, right? But um, every map you have an objective to get to the monster that's kind of at the top or whatever. And when you do that, you win. The first person to, to get there wins. Yeah, and it's um, the whole title is Dungeons & Dragons, Dungeon Scrawlers, Heroes of Undermountain. Yeah. It's pretty much everyone has a maze to get through. It is a maze, yes. And it almost reminded me of Mayscape that you play. It did. But this is with a marker. And, and it's with more than one person. Well, yes, right. It's a race. So you're all going. And then yes. the whole thing is the way you defeat a monster is you have to scribble through everything. Yes. You know, and you go through and then you have to, when you get a treasure, you have mm-hmm. to then trace the outside of the treasure yes. to get it, move on. And to activate a spell, you have to go through the spell. Yes. The spell's like a snake. You have to kind of move yep. through. Your marker can never leave the the board. The board. And everything it, has its own, oh, except there are portals later, things like that. But it's just pretty much you go through, and then at the end, you have to scribble through and get the whole boss. Yes. Now, there are also roles on these, yes. right? Yes. Like if you're a rogue, yep. you get to just get the treasure just by going through it. You don't have to trace it. You just no. swipe through it. Yep. And a barbarian, of course, they're tough. They could just they could just m- mark through the entire head of a monster, and they'd yep. kill the monster. Yeah. And everybody has different abilities. Yours was a bit overpowered. I don't remember my what mine was, but mine was every gem was worth two. Yes. And that was very nice. I'm not going to lie. Um, piece of advice would be try and get that card next time. Yeah, don't get that card. It, it's, <laughs> it's broken. No, it's not really broken. Um, we just lost. But um, <laughs> the thing is, this game I bought on a whim. I thought this would be fun. Yeah, this was a great, great game. This was a wonderful game. Yeah, this is it was one really fun. that I will probably have at the end of the night. Yep. When you, people don't want to leave, it is literally probably 10, 12 minutes. And there, we played four maps, and I think they're, they're double sided. So there's probably eight maps total, right? Yeah, and there's another yeah. one. There's another room that, say, there's like um, eight numbers mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight around the whole room. Yeah. When you enter that room, you then have to go to each number in order. Yes. So, one, so you're going the one, one is, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight. And then the, the, the minor yeah. or the dwarf yeah. doesn't have to. He can go in any order. Yeah. So everybody has their own ability. And sometimes you'll get lost as yes. you go further down I there. I must admit the last map on map number four, I got lost. Yeah. yeah. You have to back up. That and, was stressful getting oh, lost. It's, but it's such a fun game. It is. It's... I'm, yeah. You know what? It should not have been as fun as it was. That was a fun, fun but game. But we yeah. laughed, and it's just... We created screaming. memories. We did. Yeah. We did. And then when the person get, kills the boss, which you have to scribble in the boss, uh-huh. too, you're like, how did you get there? It's yeah. insane. So, all right. So that is... Yeah, that um, was a fun game. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is Dungeon Scrawlers. Yep. All right. So now um, we all actually got to play Seven Wonders Architects. Yes. You did not get a chance I did not to play get, this. I was about to say I didn't play this. We ended up playing this with one of the um, guys from the company. Mm-hmm. And we played a jumbo version. Ooh. And if you know a lot of they these... They had a jumbo ice cooler in the lobby. They did. That looked super awesome. These cons are fun because you'll see yeah. these bigger jumbo. Like the jumbo yeah. ice cool. First of all, don't flick those penguins. You're going to break your finger. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so Seven Wonders Architects. Yeah. I, I really, really liked this yes. game. And I'm... Seven Wonders I like. Uh-huh. Seven Wonders Duel I haven't played yet. But we've got it. Uh-huh. Um... I, I, Seven Wonders Architects, I think is going to surpass both of those for really? me. Really? I want to wait on Duel. I want to see, okay. I want to play it, see what we think. But I know that's a two-player one. But Architects is just fun. Yeah. And part of the thing might have been the fact these were larger pieces. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, the photo you sent looked awesome. Oh, it was great. And there's this yeah. cat that moves around. 
And it's pretty much each of you are getting your resources Mm -hmm. and you're trying to build temples. And every temple is different. Um, One could be an obelisk. One could be like, they're pretty much the seven wonders of the world. And you're building them. And as you build, you get more abilities. There's also a way to battle the person next to you. And it's it's a lot of fun. This is an older game. We'll do a full review on this later. But this one, as far as all the seven wonders I've played... I think it's my favorite. It's a winner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, Seven Wonders is always going to be like one of the most, you know, uh-huh. awarded games out there. Mm-hmm. But I think Architects, I did like Architects. Really? Yeah. So that awesome. was Seven Wonders Architects. I look forward to playing that one. Now, then another one we finally got hit, got to hit the table. Mm-hmm. This is a big boy. Return to Dark Tower. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous you got to play this one. Yeah, this one is really good. Um, pluses and minuses for this one. Okay. First of all, everyone says it's a gimmick. That big tower in the middle? Yep. And yes, it's a gimmick. <laughs> completely. I can't argue with that. It's a gimmick. Yep. It is a completely awesome gimmick. Yeah, right. That is the thing. It is... Awesome. It is awesome. It is incredible. It is yep. thematic. Yeah. It is also not one to play at a con. Right. Because it is also immersive. Mm-hmm. You really wanted to get in there. Like I was sit, I said probably three or four times. I'm like, man, I wish I was back in our game room mm-hmm. and we could cast this screen because things happen on the screen. Yeah. Cast it to the to TV, the TV yeah. and use our sound system and stuff so we can really get, get immersed into it. in it. Yeah, yeah. It had a Lord of the Rings journeys, the middle Ooh, earth feel. Really? You know, certain things popped up, different places. Yeah. And it, I, I also have zero nostalgia. Okay. I did not play this game growing up. Okay. All right, so I did not, so I had no nostalgia going into it. Yeah. So I know a lot of people, I feel like they're a little bit biased mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, I love this game growing up. And of course they love it now. Yeah. I had no ties to this whatsoever. Yep, yep. Never yep. played it. Um, but I I love it. Yeah. I mean, I really, it's, it just. Do you remember me felt, wanting to get this at Gen Con last year? I do. And yeah. I almost, I mean, they're going to do another Kickstarter. I thought about grabbing it, but. I mean, really, Jacob's got it. I mean, it's in our game. Yeah. It's in our circle. Well, then we'll be okay. But it's, I, yeah, yeah. I do. If you guys haven't played this. We walked by this, it on the first day of Gen Con and we could have picked it up. I know. It was in my hands. I know. But if you, <laughs> if you guys haven't played this, if you like those story-driven mm-hmm. games, it does use an Is app. Is it a campaign game? We didn't play a campaign. I'm pretty sure there is a campaign tied to it. Okay. But of course we didn't. We were just okay. there. Um, speaking of which, people were there playing campaigns the entire time. I oh, saw I know, somebody. Right? open up Sleeping Gods on Wednesday and they were going to finish it by Friday. I'm like, well, that's fantastic. Good for you. So yeah. anyway. I like that. I did see a couple of people just sit, sit down and play a game. And- yeah. Somebody opened Gloomhaven. I'm like, that one you won't finish, just so you know. But um, <laughs> You never know. So yeah, they might. So anyway, Return of the Dark Dark Tower, it's, it's very story driven. I did yeah. like it more than I thought I would. Yeah. And sometimes when a game's overhyped, I might walk in a bit leery. Yeah, yeah. And I did walk in leery to this. I'm like, is it hype or is it does it live up to the hype? Mm-hmm. And this one, this one's great. Oh, nice. You know, okay. no nostalgia for me, and I still loved it. I like that. Good. All right, so I'm excited to play this one. Like super excited. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And then other ones we did play. Um, we did play World of Witchcraft, which yep. we've mentioned before. We loved Awkward Guests. Yep. Loved that one. And you even taught awkward guests a couple of times, right? I did teach awkward guests a couple uh-huh. times. Uh, the crew, mm-hmm. we of course played that a couple of times. We played a cute little game called David and Goliath. Yeah. It's a cute little card game. I won't go much into it, but it's cute. Yeah. It's cute. We ended up playing okay. that when we couldn't get for sale. So Chris just grabbed that one. That's a good one. And this one was good. Dinner in Paris. Really? 
This one was a surprise that I really ended up liking. You were talking about this to someone else the other day. Or was it me? It was pro- probably was you. You okay. were to someone else. You probably weren't listening to me. But um, all right. I thought you were on the phone. I might have been. But Dinner in Paris, um, let me explain what this is about. Okay. It's not polyomino, but it does have a grid. Oh, no, it was me. It was you? Yeah. So everyone's going to make... Because <laughs> you're, you're saying much... how much you like polyomino games. I do. I do. Yeah. This one's not a polyomino. This is just a cute, cute game. Okay. You're going to make... You're pretty much making a little... A, a, a city square in Paris, uh-huh. right? So everybody's going to grab, grab different buildings like a... What are some of these little... Those little French delicatessens and things like cafe? that. Little cafes there, put them open. Okay. And you set them across on the perimeter of mm-hmm. this of this square board. Okay. And then you can start building your terraces out. And okay. a terrace is just a one by one square. Uh-huh. And you're going to build out. And then you also have victory points by how many shapes you get on the terrace. There's also things like pigeons, things like that you can cover, you get abilities. Mm-hmm. So then you can also block people by building your terraces in front of theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting, fun... So you're all building it on the same square or different... Same square. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's kind of a jerk move to build like <laughs> build your place right next to somebody else's. But then later in the game, you need to. Right. Because you yeah, want to accomplish need... different things. Yeah. You and it is one of those games that is just... It's just cute mm-hmm. and it's fun. I like I enjoyed that. Okay. it more... Is it, when did that come out? I don't know what year this was. It's, oh, it was 2020. So it was a oh, couple really? years old, but wow. I had not heard of it. Wow. And it was really good. I feel good. like anything came out in 2020 no one heard of. That's a good point. Yeah. What's going on then? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. But um, yeah, Pandemic. so it's 40 to 60 minutes, two to four yeah. players. And it's it's fun. Yeah. Publisher is Funny Fox. Funny Fox. Maybe that's why I didn't hear of it, but it's... Okay. It's nice. a, if you ever get a chance to play this one, look it up. Okay. If it looks interesting to you, not polyomino, but does use a grid. Okay. And a very cute, charming. I never use that word. Charming. charming. It is a charming it's game. It's a charming game. It is a charming game. Yep. Okay. I but like that. I want to play that too. That yep. sounds fun. Dinner in Paris. And um, all right. There's another one called Forsaken. Uh-huh. This one I ended up playing a demo of. It's going to be on Kickstarter soon. Okay. And it is a sandbox style game. And it's a sandbox style, meaning it is like Western Legends or Zaya. Yes. All right. So one of those big. Open world. Open world. And it's funny how I mentioned Western Legends and Zaya, because this looks like both of them, if they had a love child and made a space Western. Okay. Like Firefly. I was going to say, okay, wow. But the characters are like, right, Ryle the Nose with like Predator and things like that. Oh, really? Okay. Was it fun? It it was fun. We didn't get to finish it because. It was towards the end, um, but and I you're played just half through. It. I did like the battle mechanism on this because the battle mechanism uses what, and they were they said they were upset because this was in um, production or development the same times the same time that Dead Reckoning came out. Oh, because it is that style where you take some die and you drop them down a tower, uh-huh. and where they when they come out they come out on oh, levels. I love that. That yes. is a fantastic. Fantastic mechanism. Oh, but Dead Reckoning is now going to be forever known as that. Right. Yeah. That's, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, you drop it down like a dice tower. And as they come out, there are different levels as yeah. they roll down yeah. onto. Like there's a there's a top, second, third, fourth level. And each level has a different hit or two yeah. hits down yeah. here or a safe over here. So where those cubes fall yeah. 
is how hard it hits. So if, although somebody has eight hits, yeah. they can drop those those cubes down there and maybe all eight are a hit, are misses. Yeah. And you might only have two, but your two are hits. hits. So you so get the hits. You get yeah. the hits. Yeah. And it's very interesting where it balances out all these big battles. Yeah. Now, one thing they did that Dead Reckoning did not do uh-huh. was theirs were not cubes. Theirs were small die. Really? So also on these die, one of the sides said critical hit. Really? So if that die popped up, so it was like a twofer. So if that part part was up, then yeah. you'd get the critical hits. And that's just the, that's that right there was just the, um, the battle. Yeah. The, the battle mechanism of it. You said now, it's not on Kickstarter right now, right? No, you could tell this was 3D printed. This was a prototype. I yeah. mean, it is, it is, look, looks like it is in its final form. Yeah. There were a couple things, um, problems and I hesitate mentioning them because these probably will be finished by the time it comes out. There were certain like, like Western Legends and all these, you get your, your things that you have to do, your character has to do. Yeah. I had to find certain areas. Yes. And it was, I did not know where those areas were because if there was a miniature standing there, I could not see see the city name. So you had Mm -hmm. to go different places and I, what there needs to be is there needs to be a map for everybody to have in their hand. Yeah. So they know where these places yeah, are yeah. and you get to move through different things. You get to buy things at the armory. Yeah. You can also spend gold at the black market. Yeah. And it's, it was, it was really interesting. And each there's, it's very, all the characters are different yeah. too. So the one I used was more, was more battle. And yeah. then the girl next to me used one that liked to be wanted. And that's another thing. Like the Western Legends, you can go down different tracks mm-hmm. and you can bad. be good or bad. Okay. And if infamous is what it was here. Yeah. Is it by the same per- people that did Western Legends? There was there were a couple of the people that had designed it that were involved in the development of Western Legends. Okay. So and they kind of said that too when you bring it up. They're like, yeah, this, you know, so it does have a lot of similarities. Okay. And it has a lot of differences. Yeah. So it's it's forsaken. So check it out. It's gonna come on Kickstarter. Um, I would recommend looking at it. Yeah. It's, Are you going to back it? I probably will. Okay. I will back it. Nice. It's it's I do like it a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So now um another one we played is Nidavellir. Yep. This is one that I had skipped playing for a while, heard a lot about, mm-hmm. because I thought it was going to be a heavy game with a name like Nidavellir, which is the big dwarven, you know, where you find all the weapons and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I thought it's not. It's a small, short 45-minute game. Yeah. And it's... It's really, I really enjoy this game. Okay. I don't want to go too much into it because I want you to play it. I want us to do a I, full It's review. on my list of games to play. I was looking at um, the phone I used today, trying to delete some photo space, and I saw I had never, never, never a Lear on it. Yeah. I wish I could say that properly, but yes. <laughs> it's good. I really, I, I liked it. Yeah. You out there, it's got a neat bidding mechanic on it, and the di- the scar- the cards score differently. It's one of those games that when you go in the first time, just know you're going to lose, you know, okay. because there's so much going on in yeah. that. It's mm-hmm. very mathematical, but it's, it's great. Yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely, okay. I liked it. Nidavellir, we'll do a full review on that later, but okay. so far I like that one. Um, Red Rising. Yep. Red Rising. I love the books uh-huh. and got a chance to play the game. Almost bought it a couple times. Um, now I'm kind of glad I didn't buy it. Really? I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't love it. I thought it was a bit, there was a lot going on. 
Um, I liked in the fact that I recognized the characters, the cards, mm-hmm. and but it did have it honestly had a bit of a forgotten of uh, fantasy realms. Okay, style. Yeah, it seems to take fantasy realms, which it doesn't seem it did. I mean, yeah. we talked to people from Whiskits. It did take fantasy realms. Is it by Whiskits? It is not. That, oh. that was yeah. Didn't shouldn't have brought that up. But oh. um, yeah. Okay, so anyway, but fantasy realms. So it took kind of that whole. Fantasy Realms mechanic is uh-huh. one of those that if you have a card, mm-hmm. then it will also score higher if you have this other card. So it's really tying cards together. Yeah. And Red Rising is doing that. Now, it's thematic with Red Rising because there are so many colors of people, like as far as gold, mm-hmm. white, silvers, all this. So it's thematic, but there's a lot more going on in Red Rising. Yeah. And that's the problem. I, I, that's the part of it I struggle with. Yeah. Because there is a lot more going on. And it is a lot more complicated, mm-hmm. but does that complication make for a better game? And after first play, I don't believe it does. Okay. I I would be playing it. I will play it again because again, I like the Red Rising IP. Yeah. But I think the, when did Red Rising come out? It came out in twenty twenty one. So okay. it's fairly fairly, fairly recent. New. Yeah. Okay. But um, its designer is Stegmeier. You know, it's mm-hmm. Stonemeyer Games. So it's yeah. I, I didn't love it. Yeah. I think I okay. I think if I was going to want something to tickle that itch, I'd probably go to Fantasy Realms. Right, right. Or one of the next ones I'm talking about. Which is? Which is Marvel Remix. Yes, this one sounds amazing. So folks, what you doing? You got to just pull over the side of the road if you're driving yeah. your car. You got to sit and you got to listen because Marvel Remix, it's a good game. Yeah. It's a good game. Now, I like Fantasy Realms. Mm-hmm. I just bought Star Trek Missions. Yep. which is the same similar thing except in the Star Trek world. Mm-hmm. But and I'm still going to play those, but Marvel Remix, man, it just knocks it out of the park. Really? You were saying how great this game was. It is not out. And yeah. the guy um, from Whiskers, he actually had it with him. It wasn't yeah. out anywhere. I just had it in his pocket. Right. And I ended up just, he and I, um, we, we played it while other people playing another game and yeah. I'm like, wow. So we ended up playing it twice right before blood, the clock down. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then later I ask him, I hate to ask. I'm like, Hey man, do you have that with you? I mean, I felt like I was like Jones. Yeah, or something. Right, I'm right. like, Hey, you got any of that remix? So, <laughs> so then I taught it to everybody over there and everyone loved it. I yeah. mean, it's, it is that good of a game Yeah, yeah. because again, it's like fantasy realms where you score. If you have, different cards in it but now it, it's thematic yeah. i mean you get captain america he's worth a good he's worth a good amount but if you have his shield yeah. he's worth even more really? and then like thor and his hammer but then mm-hmm. also the avengers get together and then you have a villain and a villain could blank certain cards unless you have somebody that could beat this villain i mean it's just the way it works it just Sounds works amazing. together yeah you know and now really i guess it depends on what genre you like what ip do you like the fantasy yeah. do you like whatever right i like it all yeah so i am going to buy the new deluxe fantasy realm but i'm going to be first in line to get this marvel when does it remix. come out gen con Woo-hoo. that is a thought that it's they said it's gonna be a gen con but i don't want to hold my breath okay because he didn't even have the box he just had the cards in his pocket i understand and i stole them from him so many times <laughs> i think he probably hid when he saw me coming not really but um yeah and i just that's awesome i, I played it yeah. so much it is great game. You were saying how much this game man, was amazing. I loved the and see, I feel bad just going crazy about how much I loved this little simple game. It's probably going to be a twelve or fifteen dollar game. 
But worth I, it. It's 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 so good. Into yeah. the night, this is what I like to have. This yeah. is just that type that's just like boom. Pow. It's yeah. it's such a good game. Yeah. All right. So enough about that. Okay. And then let's see here. There were also mm-hmm. You did play this one. The last game, I'm making sure I look through everything just at least briefly. I have one game that I didn't play to mention. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. There were two other ones. Okay. Uh, Merchants of Magic. Okay. A set of Watch Tale. Set of Watch is one game I haven't played. I've got the okay. print and play for that, but it's very involved. Okay. <laughs> set of Watch. Um, sorry. Merchants of Magic is a set of watch. It's a, it's a crunchy roll and write. Uh-huh. And um, this one came out in 2021. And it's a roll and write, so you would love it. I but love it's roll a, and write. It's a roll and write that also has cards in front of you. And really? as as you roll and start knocking off certain things, you will like um you'll activate different areas. And if you activate different areas, then you might have the hammer. Yep. You know, and then it might be you also do shocking. So now you have shocking over here, mm-hmm. hammer. So now you have the shocking hammer. Or it might say shocking hammer and then you mark off of elves yeah so i have the shocking hammer of elves okay so as you're marking all those things off these cards are going around the table right Mm -hmm. so after each roll the cards you have two cards in front of you one to your right one to your left yep then that one card is going to be placed on the left will be placed to the player on your left the card on the right then moves to the left and then their card moves over so you're seeing these cards come around the table so you're seeing one might be coming that might be like a fiery shield of the dwarves and you're like, okay, by the time that gets to me, I need to have marked off the fiery shield of the dwarves. Uh-huh. So you might be working on it, but also it's pretty cool because then the guy next to you might actually get it before it ever hits you. Because once he gets fiery shield of the dwarves, he then takes it oh, and no. then replaces another one. But then later, I like the cascading effect. As yeah. you replace your cards, if you flip it over and you already have shocking pendant, if you already have both of those, it goes right into your hand. Really? And the flip's the next one. So really? that type of mechanic, it's very rewarding. Yeah. And I think it's very balanced. Yeah. So even if you miss out on the cards that come around this on this kind of virtual conveyor belt, you are still able to hit those cards yeah, that yeah. have points and stuff. Okay. And you can kind of catch up that way. Um, I do think the guy we played with cheated because okay. he got a lot, a lot, a lot of points. And I did not. But that it happens. It, it does happen to me quite a bit. <laughs> but no, it, it is. I really like it. And that's Merchants of Magic, M-A-G-I-C-K. Ooh. A set of watch tale. Okay. All right. And then this other one, I won't go into detail too much because I do want to play it with you. We did end up buying it. Mm-hmm. And that is the Isle of Cats. Yep. Explore and Draw. Yep. And it's a roll and write. It is, it is a roll and write. Yep. You have not played Isle of Cats. Have no. You? All right. So Isle of Cats, Explore and Draw is pretty much the same thing as Isle of Cats. Except instead of placing these polyomino cats, mm-hmm. you are drawing them on your board. Really? And you're putting families of cats together on the ship. So I liked this game yep. a lot, enough mm-hmm. to buy it. And I think you and I are going to play it soon. So I don't want to go into too much of okay. a review now. Nope. Because also we're about to hit that hour mark. Whoa, that whoa. magical hour mark. It was a dice towel palooza. It was. And then finally, yes. one more game we did not play. Bad was, Company. That was one that I, you've been wanting to I've play. I've been wanting this game forever. so bad, but it's hard to find here. So I do apologize because it's awesome. Um, but you have to buy it from Europe. I don't know why it doesn't have a U.S. 
release. Anyway, whatever. It's hard to find. Um, but you can find it on BGG, so that makes it easy. But pretty much you have a little square, or not a square, a rectangle of people in front of you. Yep. And it's like space space. When you have money, you can buy features to build up your people. So when you, someone either on your turn or someone else's turn, uh, if it's someone else's turn, you just get one of the numbers that there's, that they're rolled. If it's your turn, you get both. But when you roll those numbers, you get those features. So let's say it's a four, then you would get a wheel and a mitt, right? right. So then you can use those to then complete your task, which give you victory points. Um, and then you can use your wheel to, you know, move your car along the track. It's a really fun, fun game. I really liked this game. I would too. And yeah, I, I, I didn't feel like it replaces Space Base. I hear people say it's like for Space Base. It's I would keep both. Yeah, there's just, room. Yes, there's room for both. Yeah. Now, Space Base is one of those that I think um, why this attracted me is because we have played Space Base a so lot. Yes, much. correct. I mean, because it's one of those that with six players, it plays just as good as it does with two or three. Correct. Different, but just as good. Yeah. But this one is cute because you're making a heist. And as you're placing, you know what space space, when you draft certain cards, mm-hmm. it's kind of cute because you place them on top of other, other people mm-hmm. and they start to grow taller and taller yes. and taller. And it reminds you of that, of like the, the like, kids that try to yeah. get into the adult movie theaters by wearing a trench coat. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why. It reminded it me of those in of. the mirrors at the fair that have those stretchy mirrors. That probably yeah. is a better explanation <laughs> than what I did. But you only get points for the top one. You don't get points for all the ones at the bottom. Yes. So you have to make a, a trade-off. Do you build one person up and get all those features? Right. Or do you build up lots of people and get those features every time they're rolled? So it's like a trade-off of what to do. It's a fun game. It is a fun And then the whole yeah. time... Your cars are going around the track. Yes. And the more steering wheels you get. There's a police car too. There's a police you're a car. Gang. Yeah, because, and, and he can't catch you. No. But if you're behind the police car, you no longer score the points no. as you go forward. So you have and to And at the end of the game, up. you get three, negative three victory points. Yeah. Oh, but, you do if you're behind? Yeah. yeah. Who won that game, by the way? Uh, you did. Yeah, I did. That's right. We're, I'm a winner. Of bad company. Of bad company. Of leading a gang. Of leading a gang. <laughs> so if you have a gang... Let me know. Okay, good to know. Um, but no, this was a really, really fun game. I really like this. This is one that I am going to buy. Yep, I'm going to find it. Um, I'm going to find it, and now's the time because Euro's doing good for the U.S. dollar, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, so we got. I got to find it somewhere. Yeah. Shipping is going to kill us. Oh, my goodness. Kill us. Yeah, shipping is going to be the same as the game. But I'm, I'm hoping this gets a U.S. release. I'm hoping. I but don't... it came out in 21, so I would have thought by now it would have got a U.S. release, but... You know that was just a year ago, right? I know, but you would have thought they would have done it like in the last year. Maybe. Yeah. But I mean, Cause yeah. 23 for a 21 game is late. Is it? Yeah. Well, maybe you're yeah. right. But, um, oh, sorry, Yanni. I know. You what? Oh, Are you yawning on the podcast? Ah, Goodness gracious. Podcast. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bad Company, definitely mm-hmm. recommended that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did we forget anything? I am looking through and I pretty much. I've gotten everything now. Okay. You played a lot. I played a lot, a lot of Dice games. Tower Con was um, five days of gaming, right? It was. And it's funny. Yeah. You know, people ask me, um, they've asked me what I thought about it. Yeah. And they've asked me also, what would you think between this and Gen Con? Yeah. And um, they said, if you could choose, if you had to choose one, uh, which, they're different. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I did play a lot more games at Dice Tower Con than I do at Gen Con. Absolutely. And... He does a good, he being Tom, and really the whole crew there, 
they do a good job making this. They call it the friendliest convention in gaming. Yeah. And it truly is. And yeah. they're very kind. And also the people, that's kind of, that kindness is kind of contagious. Everybody yeah. there is open. They're open to gaming with different people. It's bright. I mean, people are having a great time. That type of environment that they create is what sets this con apart. Correct. So if you if you don't know, if you've never been to a con, if you're hesitant at cons, whatever, this yeah. is the con to go to. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, I mean, people ask me if you could go to one, this or Gen Con, which would you go to? And I don't have to choose. But if I did, I mean, I might lean towards this one. Yeah. As far as just... just because you get so many more games played. Gaming, mm-hmm. yeah. But now Gen Con is an event mm-hmm. of its own, but this is just... It is... You're going to leave The library just, itself is impressive. Oh, the library is incredible. Yeah. It, and it's all just free to use. It's open... Which is amazing. ...all night. I mean, literally all night. And people well, The whole there, gaming hall is open all night, right? All night. Yeah. I was talking to a guy one night. He had to leave... He's leaving like seven. Yeah. He's like, but I'll, I'll be back. You want to play games in the morning? I'm like, yeah, what time? He's like, four. I'm what? Like, a.m.? He's like, yeah, I'll be here. I'm like, good grief. No, I won't be here at 4 a.m. <laughs> but um, people were gaming all night. Yeah. And just just how how well it was ran. I, yeah. I was impressed by it. And now the virtual flea market, I did get a lot of games. You did. You got some great games. I got Bat- Batman, Gotham City Chronicles. Mm-hmm. You got Zaya. Pretty excited about that. I got Zaya. got Lord of the Rings games. Got all that. You got your Grail game. I did. I got Hero Quest. One of the old ones. Did not get the new one. No. Because I don't want the new one. I want the old one. The one the for one nostalgia. The one I played as a kid. I'm, I did not play Return to the Dark Tower as a kid. I played Hero Quest. <laughs> so that is now in my collection. Good for you. But that um, awesome. also got the whole all in of Arcadia Quest. Yep. Not not sure why, but I did. Yep. And Mage Wars. Yay. If anybody out there has played Mage Wars and likes it, let me know because I got everything from Mage Wars. Yep. So I'm going to try that one. So, all right. So pretty much that is it for mm-hmm. our who reviews. Long and my voice, a, a I review feel a like is going. I know, right? Right now yep. because I have not talked talking. this much. I know. In a oh, very long time. Yeah. And I've got a show at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Whoa. That's going to be so fun to do So that. fun. So I've got to rest that voice. But again, hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Thank and you. You know yes. what? We took last week off, but we will kind of put some in the can. And um, we are going to Gen Con and we do have the media thing. So we thought about doing some interviews yep. with people, but I'm not sure if we're going to or not. So if you guys would like to in- have us interview or ask mm-hmm. somebody, let us know. Yeah. And who you'd like to hear from and all that. But we probably will do some of that as well. But again, as usual, email us. Any ideas you have, show at mainlygames.com. Thoughts, all that. Also, any of the games we talked about that you agree with, you don't agree with, or ones you say we should give a different try to. Yes. Let us know. We're still going to retry Parks. Don't worry. Yes, we we are going to retry. We haven't given up. It's sitting right here. We're going to retry it soon. (laughs) So, But okay, that's Dice Tower East. The Mega Game Review. Woo! Woo, I'm exhausted. Right? It was an exhausting five days. Yes, it was. Going to rest tonight. But again, thank you guys so much. Thank you. See you next time. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Mainly Games bonus episode. I'm Joey. And I'm Juliet. And we are going to get a kid's review of the game Shadows in the Forest. What did you think? Did you like that game? So so tell us exactly, what do you do in that game? We put the shadows there and once they get into the light, their masks come off.
Then they catch up. Oh, so you have to turn the lights off, and there are all these little trees around the board? Yeah, there is, and then the next thing, I kind of started putting my toy kitties there. You did, you did. So you use one person has a lantern and moves it around the board, and the other person has shadowlings? Yeah. How cute are the shadowlings? Oh, they are so, so cute. They're so cute. And then you also put your kitties with the shadowlings? Yeah. And then the lantern gets to move around. And and now the shadowlings have to always stay in the shadow. So the person that does the lantern closes his eyes. And that then you got to move the shadowlings, right? And you try to always keep them in the shadows, right? Mm-hmm. But then what would happen if you catch a shadowling? What would you do? I would act I would let go. And then you'd you get to take off their mask, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yes. Because the whole idea is a little boy knows shadowlings live in the forest and he wants to go find a shadowling so he can prove to everyone I thought it was a big boy. That a big boy I guess a big boy, a little boy. He has to prove to all his friends that shadowlings are real. So what did you think of this? Did you I- like the game? Yeah, I liked it. I most liked the shadowlings because one was very tiny. Did you like the game or did you just like playing with the lantern? I liked the game. You liked the game and you liked to move around the lantern and you also like to add your other figures to hide in the trees, right? Yeah. Sometimes I make it my own game. Yes, you do. Sometimes you make it into your own game. Yeah, sometimes I do. But did you like, so you liked it. So for all the kids out there, do you recommend Shadows in the Forest? Yes. Say, go get it. Go get it. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Joey. And I'm Juliet. Bye-bye. Bye. Say bye. Bye.